It's like the most embarrassing thing. I actually found the last piece of writing that I published. And it was when I was in high school. I was in the like journalism class. I was part of the newspaper. And it was a 200 word. <laughs> like, <laughs> I probably turned it in just to get like a C in the class. Like I was so against writing. But it wasn't that I had an aspiration to write a book. It was I had an aspiration to get this message seen. I love that. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, you. Welcome back. It's so good to have you here. Okay. I'm really stoked for you to listen to Emily Kaufman, my guest today for you. Um, She is the host of Live Your Personal Best Podcast. Her whole thing is from elite athlete to everyday athlete. And if you're like, but LL, I was never an elite athlete. Well, you know what? You're still going to get some gems out of here because she has some great tips on structuring your day that um, for those of you who are not an early morning person like me, I think you will get something out of. So I definitely want you to listen to that. But also just the way she thinks about things like maybe you were an elite something in your life and now you're onto something else because maybe with the pandemic life changed for you or any reason, right? So if you were something before and now you're doing something different now, this podcast is for you. Also, she is such an inspiration. Um, she never thought she'd be a writer and she's written a book and it's publishing this summer. Um, so I just, I feel like there's so much you can get out of this. Even if you are listening to me going, I could never throw a ball if someone paid me. Um, (laughs) I want you to know you probably could. Um, money is very, very motivating, but also, um, her tips to being it till you see it are absolutely gold. And I am so thrilled. Um, I, in fact, inside I was like, we share a brain. So Anyways, I'm just so grateful that you're here. Thank you for listening to this podcast each and every week and for sending your questions in for Brad and I to answer. We are obsessed with you. We love you. We love doing this podcast. And if there is anything that you are needing to hear more about, you have um, any questions that you would love us to make sure we cover with guests, please send them to um, me on Instagram at the be it pod. So it's B E I T P O D. There's some underscores in there. It's in the show notes. Check it out. But anyways, uh, without further ado, I want you to get into this amazing, awesome interview conversation with Emily Kaufman, and I'll see you on the other side. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. Hello, welcome back to the Be It Till You See It podcast. I am really excited to talk to Emily Kaufman. Okay, this is really funny. So Emily and I actually are in a very similar, we're in the same mastermind. And we were in these virtual meetings, which is where you really don't 
get to you get to know people, but you don't really. It's like you see their faces in a little Brady Bunch Hollywood squares, and you're like busy working on your stuff. And then I get this podcast reach out um, from someone on a different platform, and it was Emily. And I'm like, oh sure, I didn't I didn't notice that it was someone I sort of knew already. And then we get on on the Zoom, we do a whole podcast, and I'm like, do I do I know you? <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so, um, so it's just so fun to be able to have you on my podcast because first of all, what you are doing in this world is so necessary, um, as an ex athlete. And I was not even an elite athlete, but just someone who was in sports, um, seeing what you're doing and how you're supporting and advocating for athletes, um, to live their best life and for people to live their best life. I had to have you on of course, it'd be on the Be It Till You See It podcast. So Emily, will you tell everyone who you are and what you're up to right now? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's so funny that we spent an hour talking before realizing we knew each other. But I am the podcast host of Live Your Personal Best podcast and author of a book being published this summer, uh, Elite to Everyday Athlete. So I'm kind of working on the two right now to help advocate for former athletes and then just everyday athletes too. Okay. There's going to be so much to talk about because um, I have written a book and it's a lot of work. Um, are you doing this? Are you self-publishing or are you working with a publisher? So it's hybrid publishing. So I'm working with a publisher. So, I mean, congratulations. That's a huge, huge deal. Um, it, it's not easy to do. Um, how, how, like, what made you, made you want to write this book? Like, what was it about it that you're like, you know what? I'm going to take on a book. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had thought about it longer because it definitely is a huge undertaking. But I started my podcast at the beginning of COVID when everything shut down and I loved it. Came out with twice a week episodes and I had over 80 episodes published. And I was like, okay, I talk about this so much. There's a clear need of people like needing help with how to live a healthy lifestyle after sports. And as much as I love my podcast, and as much as that's helpful as like a book, it's like front to back, like you follow it in order, like there's no jumping around. And I was like, and that's what they need is like this step by step guide. And so I started kind of writing my ideas into a book. And then before I knew it, 30,000 words later, it's a full published thing. Oh, okay. So um, I do. So I as an athlete, like I was a runner and like, you know, back when I was a runner, they weren't like, here are the things to eat. It was like carb load. <laughs> and so then I went to college and I was no longer running and, um, you can't, you don't need to eat that much rice. You actually don't need to have that much. And so it was really hard for me, um, to change into being just like a normal person who moves. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like from when you're running and working out so much and also you're younger. And so life is just easier than to being someone who like needs to go to the gym. I had to create my own workouts. Like I didn't have a race that I was building up to. Um, it, it took me a long time. I wish you had existed then. <laughs> so, um, can you, can you, cause I think a lot of people listening probably were athletes in their childhood or even their high school days, mm -hmm. maybe in a little bit in college. And what, what is it that pe like, what are the, some of the transitions that people don't think about when they're stopping sports, you know, completely? Yeah. So there's three buckets that it kind of breaks down into of what you need to transition. And so there's the physical changes, 
there's the mental changes and then the emotional changes too. And a lot of times we like will focus on one, like you had mentioned, you're like, oh, okay, you know, I need to structure my workouts differently now, or I need to be eating differently. Some people will be changing those, but then they still feel off. They still feel like, okay, why don't I feel like I did as an athlete? I used to be so ambitious. I used to do all these things and I just don't feel like that anymore. And so it has to be a mix of all these things, right? You're going through an identity change. You're going through a loss. You you have to grieve it like a loss of, okay, maybe you're losing your mentors, your support system, your hobbies. Like, what is it that you loved about sports? And structure, like it was your structure of your day. You spent the majority of your day doing that. And so different things of, okay, An everyday athlete, it's a balance of being healthy, both with your eating, how you're moving your body, but then also making sure that you're taking care of all the psychology that goes on behind it, all the mental health that goes behind it too, of you aren't just going to be an expert at the next thing again. Like you can't go from being a track runner in high school and, you know, maybe going to districts, maybe going to regionals, whatever. And then you start at the bottom of the totem pole in college, right? Or you start at the bottom of the totem pole in business. And we hate to be beginners again, but that's really what it is. Like you're just transitioning into the next new thing. Okay. I'm just like, I'm obsessed with everything you're talking about because I, I think even if you were not a division one, you were a division one athlete, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Even if you were, if you're listening, like Leslie, you know, Emily, I wasn't a division one athlete. I just was trying really hard. Still, it's this it's very similar. Like when you go from high school to college, there is structure to your day. You are a student. There's an identity. Like there's things that I think about, and then we get into the real world and all of a sudden we don't have structure to the day unless you have a job that like does that for you. But also like we do go through an identity change and, um, there, there is so much psychological, like, who am I? What does this mean? And I was recently watching, um, the documentary, the weight of gold. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? That I was, love that, one. that was really mm-hmm. emotional. I have to be honest. I was like in tears on a plane, which is basically the only time I watch things <laughs> that make me cry. And so people flying with me must think I'm crazy, but, um, <laughs> but, I, it's so, I think that the average person doesn't understand when a star athlete, even if it's in a small town, when a star athlete goes from, you're the best at something and now you are a beginner or people just don't even remember you retire. And, um, so I, I am so grateful that your book is existing because it can help so many people. The person's coming out of a high school, like a career to, uh, a college career to an Olympic career, um, can we talk a little bit about the structure of the day? Because I do think that is where people struggle the most is like how to structure a day um, based around like when they're not going after quote unquote, a goal of some kind, like a race, like what are your best, like, what did you have to do for yourself when you left collegiate sports? Yeah. So for everyone, I kind of visualize it as being this domino approach. So when you have dominoes, Whatever that first thing is that kind of sets you off, tips that first one over, creates a chain reaction. And so you have to figure out kind of what that top domino is for you of where do you feel your best? What is that one thing that you're going to do that sets you up? for a great day. Because for some people, that's waking up early and they do need that morning routine and waking up with the sunrise makes them feel great. That's me. I'm not. (laughs) Yep. Yep. See, so that's you. Yeah. But that's not me. For me, the thing that's my top domino that will kind of create the rest of my life in order is if I make sure I do a workout every day. If I get in a sweat, then I automatically, I'm going to shower and then probably dress up a little bit. And then also because I worked out, I'm going to eat a little bit healthier. And then, you know, it's this progression. And so it's hard to say like, okay, your day needs X, Y, Z, 
But instead of trying to fit in five different things, identify like what's that top domino? What's that thing that's going to progress the rest of your day? And that's what you should fit in every day. So that makes so much sense because I do struggle when we're on like vacation. Um, I have a really hard time. I have to get up and work out in the morning. It's not like I can't be on vacation. It's that like I can't relax on the vacation if I didn't do like a walk on the beach or go for a walk. And walk. Like I enjoy the hotel gym. Like, and it's, and it's, and again, it's not because I can't relax. It's like, that is the domino that makes me feel like I gave myself what I need. I have the energy to take on whatever happens for the day. So, um, and I use, I usually say it's like, I like to beat the sun. Like I, I feels, it feels really awesome. Like this morning, the sun was peeking out behind the mountains as I was leaving my door. I'm like, Ooh, it's earlier than me. <laughs> so, you know, and that's like the little competition that I have with myself from my sports days, but that's a great way of looking at it. Like everyone gets to figure out what their top domino is. So thank you for sharing that. You know, um, what what sports did you play? What, what what was your sport? I was a coxswain for the rowing team, if you know what that is. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. So for I know the rowing. rowing boat. Yeah. So the rowing boat is about 70 feet long. And then with the oars, it's about 13 feet wide. So it's a huge boat. And so the coxswain is the one at the back of the boat that's steering it, that's instructing it, and the only one facing forward and seeing where it's going. So that's what I did. So I wasn't actually rowing the boat. Whoa. That's so, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's such a weird sport too, because I always feel like I was the least athletic athlete there is. Like I'm not actually like, you know, like sweating or working out or burning right. calories when I'm at practice. So it's kind of like this weird. Like you had to, position. you had to like work out when they were done working out. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's more like being a coach almost. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a fact. My, um, my cousin was into that and, um, I really, when I was, where was I, I was in New Zealand and I was watching the teams go out on the water and it was just such a, it looks so cool. And it looks like, a also looks like it's crazy hard and very competitive. Like I'm sure there's a lot of things to think about. And so while you might've felt like the least athletic, you probably had to be the most like mindfully athletic there is in that. Um, oh Yeah. So, okay. So you decided to start a podcast during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of aspirations when the pandemic started. They're like, okay, this is when I'm going to work out. I'm going to clean up my closets. I'm going to learn a new language. We are at the time of recording this over a year <laughs> outside of that, uh, those aspirations. And a lot of people probably, um, they're back to their like normal, their new normal lives and didn't do a lot of those things. And I think people are really hard on themselves. They're like, I had these goals and I couldn't mm -hmm. even do that. So how did you actually follow through with this goal? And then what would you say to people who maybe feel like they can't keep a commitment to themselves? Yeah. So for me, I just try to take action before I overthink it. When I decided I wanted to start a podcast, I kind of learned the basics, right? What do I need? I got a microphone how do I set it up, put up a website? Like I did the bare minimum and then I figured it out from there. And I think a lot of times we do the opposite. We are like, okay, I'm going to come up with the perfect title and I'm going to come up with the perfect headline and like pictures and all of that, which is great. And now I've done, you know, a year later, <laughs> but the benefit of how I started was because you're taking action and you're learning what works as you go along. Because if I had an idea about a podcast for three years and then acted on it, well, it would feel like I 
built myself up for this, right? I'm like, oh, I can't let myself down. You know, I've been thinking about this so long. Whereas I acted immediately and maybe I would have put out five episodes and realized it's not for me. Okay, that was what, a month of my life, two months of my life, that would have been fine. But I enjoyed it. I ended up increasing the amount of episodes I put out. Then a year later, I was like, actually, I'm not in love with the name. I'm not in love with this thing. And I could tweak it from there. But I only knew that. I only knew that I wanted to change all those stuff because I started to act on it. And so I think that if someone's listening and they're like, yes, I have these troubles keeping commitments to myself, it's almost we build up the idea of all the things that need to get done. We're like, oh, I have this huge to-do list and I need to go through it before I can actually accomplish that. And if you just start tackling it one by one, what is the quickest way to get there? What is the quickest way? And can you do that now? (laughs) Emily, you're speaking my language. You are like, first of all, somehow you ever answer two totally different questions in the same answer. So way to go. (laughs) Impressive. But also like we are all that messy action and perfect is boring here at Be It Till. I like that is my thing. Um, that is actually what is in part of all of my, the teachings that I do to help people like go from vision to a daily routine that supports their vision, right? And you, it's true. Like, um, I, I, I was like, we're doing this podcast. We're just going to do it. We had a different microphone. I had a different headset. We we're doing a different thing. And the episodes that launched, <laughs> I was like, well. Um, I'm going to practice what I preach and we're going to put it out there and it's imperfect and I don't like the way it sounds and I don't like this. But if I waited until I had the right microphone, like, first of all, I wouldn't even know if I, the only reason we invested in is because I was like, I'm having so much fun doing this. I want to do it better. And so it's totally right. Mm-hmm. I think people um, build it up too much and then they, they can't, that it's too big. And it's, it, it feels like climbing Mount Everest and you've only ever climbed up one flight of stairs. And so that is an incredible insight. And I feel like it's, if you want to learn a new language, just start like download an app and see if you enjoy talking in a different language. And if you enjoy learning, if you get curious and keep going, if you don't, it's not a fail. You're not a failure. It's just like, that's actually not lighting you up. That's actually, it was a good idea in, in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Cause then you take that pressure off yourself of, okay, you can change, you can pivot, you can quit and all those things. And try something new, try the next thing, right? Like it's not like locking yourself in, which I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. It's like, um, so I have a friend, Erica, um, quest who always quotes humble the poet. And it's like, we are not concrete. We are constructs. And I think it's, you know, it it even goes back to like relationships, like the longer a relationship goes, the harder it is to end it. And it's like, well, actually, if you paid attention to the red flags in the beginning, (laughs) it probably would have been easier. We're like, we've been together for five years. Like I need to keep this going. Or I've been, I've invested so much money in this podcast. Like I got all the right mics and all the right lighting. So I've got to keep going with it. And it's, you know, the, the messy action, the just taking action so you can try it on. And, um, I love that so much. What's a genius. So um, Emily, what is it that you're excited about right now? And like, what is your ultimate vision for, um, elite to everyday athlete? Yeah. So part of my planning, you know, I kind of said how I don't like to plan too much. And so I always look at kind of like the next three months. And so I try not to look too much further than that, but I try to always have a plan of, okay, like, where am I going? And so the book is coming out at the end of August, which is, stop. You know, that's so soon. Yeah, so it is so soon. It might even know, be when you're listening to this. It might already be out. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so Elite to Everyday Athlete will be coming out. And so kind of my whole focus right now is like, okay, how can I reach as many of these athletes as I can? Because it'll be right around the time that the Olympics are done. So people are retiring from that. 
all the summer NCAA championships will be retiring for that. And so my goal now is like, okay, I took this book and I know who it'll help. So now how can I get it to them? And that's what I'm excited for. So that, thank you for that. And this is really exciting. Everyone, you know, we're recording this. It, I think it's June. Um, it, my brain has never gotten it back on a calendar since 2020. But, um, so if this is, um, after August then go find her book, um, elite to everyday athlete. Um, I want to talk to you though, because I think for a lot of people like writing a book again, sounds really awesome. Or even like, like being an author. Right. And before this book, like had you written a book before? No. Okay. So I, (laughs) it's like the most embarrassing thing. I actually found the last piece of writing that I published and it was when I was in high school, I was in the like journalism class. I was part of the newspaper and it was a 200 word. (laughs) (laughs) I probably turned it in just to get like a C in the class. Like I was so against writing, but it wasn't that I had an aspiration to write a book. It was, I had an aspiration to get this message seen. I love that. Okay. Because, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, would be, it's very easy for people to go, okay, well, when I have my book, then I'll have this. And I believe that you have to go, you have to act as if you have written the book. And then that way you have, you know, all the things. So how did you set your mind up and yourself up and your schedule up to actually approach something you never done, something you really never thought you'd do? Like, what was that process for you? Yeah, I love this question because it always relates back to me for fitness. So how I like show up at the gym and how I set my fitness goals is how it shows up in the rest of my life. And so as an athlete, you know, I would go to the gym every day, no matter if I was feeling like it or not. And some days I would go when I don't feel like it and it turned out to be a great workout. And some days I showed up when I didn't feel like it. And you know what? Maybe I could only give 50% but I went regardless. And so I used that same approach with my writing. I would set time three times a week, like an hour block of, okay, this is when I'm going to write. And when the time came, was I inspired? Sometimes, yes, sometimes the words were flowing and sometimes it wasn't, but I already had made that commitment to myself, just like I had done for the gym of you're going to show up regardless. And if something subpar comes out of it, well, at least it's better than nothing. And sometimes you'll get a masterpiece when you weren't expecting it. And so I think that breaking down whatever new goal you have or whatever new thing you're trying to take on with the same mindset of what has worked for you in the past, because I'm sure that there's something that you've been good at. Are you good at budgeting? Have you been good at your job? What about relationship building? Whatever those fundamentals were there, you can apply to that new goal. Oh my goodness. It's like we share a brain. I'm not kidding. Like I, I, it's really true. Like, um, when I, when I teach my online plus classes, I'll, I'll say, you know, if you can't do this exercise, do something you can do. And we'll, I'll also find out what exercises the people and the, and my members can do well. And I'll make a whole reason that that exercise can help them with the things that they can't do, or they think they can't do because it's true. Like we can, we can take something that we're really strong at somewhere else and use it to be the momentum or the fuel, or at least get us there. And I, I really love that, but it's true. When you're an athlete, you show up to the practice, no matter what you don't go. Oh, I don't really feel like it today. You're like, Nope, got to go. Got to go for the team. Got to go. Cause I got this race coming up, whatever. And, um, and that is a mentality that we have with us. If we just apply it to other things, you know, we can all figure that out. And, it, and it's those reps, you know, like just the reps of showing up. Sandra Chuma was on and she was talking about like just the even thought 
Like even if you think about writing, so like for you, just the thought about, oh, I'm going to write today. Even if you didn't do it, you go, I'm so proud of myself for thinking about doing it because <laughs> it actually does help the brain want to show up tomorrow for that thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing too, right? Just like thinking about it. Like those are the ways that you can be easier on yourself, make it fun. Like if you force yourself into it, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to want to sit down the next time to write. So if you are tackling something big and you do it in smaller steps, like be proud of yourself every time you work on it. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think that's, you know, for I'm looking thinking of it as an athletic perspective and I feel like athletes I find are a little harder on themselves, like for those smaller things. And you're right. Like when they go from the, on the top and then they're a beginner at something again, um, what is it? Like, what do you think that is? Like how do, what, what is the thing that we have to tap into that makes that being a beginner okay? Or, you know, how do we get that switch going? Yeah, I think that it's just something that we learn by like talking about and normalizing because athletics is something different where in a lot of other careers, you wouldn't train at something for 15 years. You wouldn't go to school to be a doctor for eight years and then work for five years and then, oh, you got to retire and find something new. Like, it's just something that you don't see in a lot of other places. And so I think that, you know, it can feel like sometimes like I'll never be good at anything again. I'll never get passionate about something like that again. But just reminding yourself of where you were at the beginning of your journey. You didn't show up to the first day of practice and try to try out for varsity. You showed up probably just running around the field, running around the track, and then you enjoyed that. So you did it again and you did it again. And so that's how you have to find the next thing. You don't find it because you're like, this is the next thing I want to be good at, but this is the next thing I enjoy and want to spend more time doing. Oh, that again, less pressure on the thing. Like, you're not saying, okay, this is the next thing I'm going to try to like perfect. I was watching um, an Olympic athlete. I think it's Lola Jones. She like was a track star and then she's now like a bobsled. And I'm like, wow, that has to be, I feel like that has to be really hard to go from one sport where you're the top to another sport and try to be at the top already because that's like where you are in your career. And Mm -hmm. then like, and then what? And so I was thinking to myself, like, Um, I really struggled like with why I quit sports. I really had a hard time with it because I was like, but I'm not a quitter. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know why. Like, that's like a thing that, you know, you're like, I'm not a quitter. And it's like, no, actually, I'm just moved on. You know, something. This is actually really funny. I was walking my dogs this morning and we I turned them around early. We didn't go all the way to the end of the street. I like turn around early and they were kind of pulling. I'm like, I know you want to finish, but we actually, we're not quitting. We're just doing a new route. Like that's all we're doing today. It's like a new route. And I was like, and, they, <laughs> and I know I'm a crazy person talks for dogs, but like, you know, I'm also saying to myself, it's like, just because you didn't finish in air quotes, doesn't mean you quit. It just, you know, that's the route you're doing today and like, be really like kind to yourself. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly how you have to phrase it. Like, I think that's once again, when we set ourselves up for something and then when we're actually doing it, it's like, actually, this might look a little different and being okay with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, well, we could keep talking because I, there's just so much that you like that you're saying that I totally support and, you know, subscribe to. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of our listeners are, even if they weren't athletes, they have that perfectionist mindset that like, I got to do it right. It has to be right. And it has to be perfect. I know I'm just saying the same things, but like, that's what's in their brain, right? Like that's, what's going on. Um, and it holds them back. Um, so we'll definitely have to have you back. I can't wait for your book to be out. It sounds really awesome. I want everyone to follow you and make sure that they're able to hear about it. So in just a second, we're going to come back with all the ways that they can figure out how to get your book and find out more about you. 
I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. All right, Emily. So where can people find you? What's your favorite social media platform? Where, where can they get more information about your book? Yeah, for some free resources on how to start going about this, some journaling prompts, the first chapter of my book, all for free at EliteToEverydayAthlete.com. And then if you want to follow me on social media, it's at LiveYourPB for at LiveYourPersonalBest. Come follow me there. I love that. Live, I, you know, it's true. All athletes and fitness instructors, we do like cute plays on words, but like live your personal best is like, I mean, of course, like that's just a, a, what an athlete is always going for. So that is so fun. This conversation is great. You are amazing. You're such a light and easy to, you break things down in such an easy way. I can't wait to hear what people's first dominoes are. So you're deaf. Everyone, please definitely share that with us on, on Instagram and tag Emily and myself. Okay. So I ask everyone this because it's so fun to be inspired. You have given some great tips already, but what would be like, if you, if you were like going to tell someone to do one or two things, like what would be the thing that they could be it till you see it? So be it for me is something that's bold, executable. Um, maybe it's intrinsic motivation or a targeted approach. So what do you have for us? Yeah. So whatever that one thing is that you've been wanting to do, maybe you've put it off or you don't feel like you're ready for yet. I would say just go for it now. And that's not something big of like, oh, I want to quit my job. But is it like showing up for a comedy class or trying a new workout or something like that? What you should take from this conversation is that you can just start now, start without the pressure, start without the commitment and start just because you're interested in it. And so I hope that if you're listening, there's something that you're interested in and to go out and try it. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. It's so funny. You say comedy class. Like I was like, I think I'm going to be a comedian. I, people say I'm funny. I'm going to go do that. And I went to the comedy class. I went to three of them. And the reality is, is while there is a natural talent there at y'all, I will pat myself on the back. Um, I, uh, legitimately don't like to stay up late. And when you're starting as a comedian, you are definitely going on at like 1am, 2am, 3am. And then even when you're like, like, uh, have made it, you're still at eight, nine, 10. It's a nightlife. And I am not a night person. And I was like, I just don't want to wait to be known enough to be the noon lunch comedian. Like I just, that's not it. And so thankfully I only did three weeks, but I was able to start it and like, see if I liked it, tried it on. So that advice is so applicable. I hope, um, y'all do it. Emily, thank you so much for this conversation. We'll have to have you back. We'll have to talk more about this. There's so much alignment. Um, and I'm, I'm really just so thrilled for your book and what you're up to. It's, it's amazing. And y'all, she did all of this with a, a pandemic with her. So um, everything, anything is possible. You just have to get started, like Emily said. Um, and what I would love for you to do is screenshot this episode, share it on the gram, tag Emily at, um, it's, can you say your Instagram handle one more time? It's also in the show notes. Live your PB. Live your PB. Super easy. And the Be It Pod. Uh, tag us both with your takeaways so that we can see what you're working on next. And until the next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. 
One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. You see it is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.